everybody. Welcome to Perspectives of Change. We are back from last year. Uh, we had a short pause last year. As again, I had lost my voice, but we are back this time with our very special guest who I had paused last year because I'd lost my voice. But I'll come to that introduction in just a bit. So what is the Perspectives of Change show all about? It's really the fact that sometimes we as change agents forget that our perspective is just one of many perspectives. And the Perspectives of Change show is dedicated to exploring how to nudge change forward by understanding and valuing multiple diverse perspectives. With that, as you know, but I'll still give you an introduction. I'm Sarika Karbanda, the host of your show, a global lean change agent and change hacker by profession. And today I bring you a very special topic with two very special guests. Uh, let me first introduce my guests before we bring their topic. And here are my guests. Uh, I've got Karen Miller joining in from, you're gonna tell me where you're joining in from Karen. Melbourne. Hey, Karen, welcome to the show. Thank you. And we have Stephen McInnes. Where are you joining in from, Stephen? Hi, Sarika. I'm up near Ballarat in country Victoria. Perfect. And we bring you this global change show today from across the globe. So wherever you're all listening to uh, from, welcome, good morning, good day, and good afternoon. With that, I'm going to give a short introduction of the two of you, Karen and Stephen. Um, I'm not sure if I'm going to do justice to your introductions because these are like high profile introductions, according to me, uh, loads of experience. But let me give it my best shot and I'm going to request you to keep adding on more. So let's start with you, Karen. Uh, you are an organizational psychologist, executive, team coach. You have internationally recognized qualifications and continue to challenge your learning edge in advanced leadership coaching practice, just out in organizations, which we'll get to in just a moment, systemic team coaching, acceptance and commitment therapy and professional supervision practice. I am so delighted that I can even speak to you today. It's amazing. Uh, as the director of coaching at Peak Global, uh, Karen supports senior leaders and organizations to build capabilities that are both systemic and sustainable. Uh, Karen partners with senior leaders and their teams to challenge themselves to go beyond what they think is possible. Um, with your support, Karen, I see that a lot of organizations are able to craft their resources that enable their people then to face the ever increasing demands on their work and life roles with humanity, agility, and success. And why am I not surprised? Because you're just brilliant. Would you like to add more to your introduction, Karen? Not at all. It's been it's such a delight to be here together with Stephen and uh, having uh, connected with you last year and uh, seeing you feeling well uh, is fantastic. And we're really excited to support you in uh, unpausing this fantastic podcast. Thank you. Thank you, Karen. Now let me get on to our second guest and introduce Stephen. So Stephen, as I understand, you've started your career as a professional tennis player. Hmm. That's one of my favorite sports. Um, I still remember watching Nadal and Djokovic just 
couple of days ago. <laughs> okay, so you've started your career as a professional tennis player, competing in tournaments across Asia, Europe, and even played at the Wimbledon. And after you retired from the pro tour, you've been working as an elite coach for 10 years, developing the players of the future and helping them understand that tennis has been much more than just hitting the ball, involving also strategy, tenacity, and resilience, which as you correctly say, uh, are really important aspects in all parts of life, right? Not just in tennis. Uh, today, Stephen works also at Peak Global as founding director and is involved in working with high-performing leadership teams to deliver on their vision, goals, and strategy as they grapple with the big challenges as they emerge in the industry. Stephen today facilitates coaches, challenges, and provokes people and teams to think in different ways, consider alternate perspectives, and brings the best out of their collective talent in their organization. Another brilliant introduction piece. And Stephen, I'd love for you to add some more. Rika, you have done a, a lovely job. Thank you very much. And like Karen, so pleased that we could be part of your show. Well, honestly, I think it's the other way around. I'm so delighted that I could have you both back and we could agree on a time. And thank you for you know, making it today to the show. And for all those who are watching, I think we're gonna dive right in to our special topic that both Stephen and Karen have, have been so passionate about and are doing that even today. So our topic today is how do we build momentum on an organizational change journey using Gestalt? So before we get into this brilliant topic and unfold, this in many different ways, bringing both your perspectives to it. I think it'll be great to understand what is Gestalt. So Rika, Gestalt has its genesis in psychology. And what we've discovered is how applicable and valuable it is in the work as change agents, as facilitators, consultants, and coaches. It's been something that it had a profound effect and can influence many dimensions of the work we do from connection to presence to confidence and my own self-esteem. Karen, would you like to add more from your perspective? I will, thanks, Sarika. As Stephen shared, the practice of Gestalt in the workplace, in particular helping individuals, teams and organisations to successfully lead and navigate disruptive change uh, and also to resolve complex and systemic problems originates from a psychotherapeutic context. Gestalt therapy was developed by Fritz and Laura Pearls and Paul Goodman in, in the 40s and the 50s. And it emphasizes personal responsibility, really focusing on the individual's experience in the present moment, the therapist and client relationship, the environmental and social contexts of a person's life, and then the self-regulating adjustments that people make as a result of their situation, rather than delving into past experiences. Hmm, that's amazing. And I think, 
I think it's interesting to hear that it goes all the way back to the 40s and 50s, which is like a really long time, right? Mm-hmm. And and here's, here's, here's my question. I think that just pops up with what you just said. Now I'm curious, how do you kind of relate this to, you know, the organizational change pieces? Yes. Well, as a psychotherapeutic model, Gestalt is essentially humanistic, phenomenological, and it's systemic. So with its core principle being that really we become our best selves when we can heighten our awareness of what is actually happening around us and choose how we can best respond in the moment. So in an organisational setting, whether it is a corporate, not-for-profit, community, or any workplace setting, the practice of Gestalt can really be taken up by anyone, worker, leader, or change agent. So you don't need to be a therapist in order to embody Gestalt. So when we talk about humanistic, that really means attending to the person, yourself and other people. Phenomenology refers to the awareness of what's happening in your world in the present moment. So what thoughts might you be having? What sensations do you notice in your body? And what feelings are coming up for you as you experience the present moment? So that that might be in an organisational context, a conversation with a colleague, maybe participating remotely in a team meeting or formulating a critical business strategy. And really by systemic, we mean the relationships, the physical space you might be in, the underlying dynamics that are operating in the team or the broader context of change and disruption that people in the organisation or the sector are really being impacted by. So, of course, that could be government regulations, economic factors, social and family life, or indeed a global pandemic. Mm. Interesting. What you just said reminds me of two things. It's about the overall experience. And when I look at experience, and just because you said, you know, it's the individual sensations that, you know, bring out. And my experience, I know, would be defined by what I think, what I observe, um, what I feel. I mean, these are the aspects that come out. And uh, also then reminds me of responding and how I as an individual respond and reminds me of uh, none other than Viktor Frankl, where he says, uh, at least it's attributed to what he says, between stimulus and response, there's a space. And in that space, we choose a response. It's, it's brilliant. I was just reminded of all of this while you were talking. So really well uh, said, Karen. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, Sarika. And in fact, Viktor Frankl talks about in his amazing book, uh, Man's Search for Meaning, in that space actually lies our power and our freedom. Exactly. That's the power and the freedom we get from actually choosing our response. Yeah. Indeed. Indeed. Stephen, would you like to add another perspective or more perspectives to what Karen just uh, shared on the connection with the uh, organizational change piece? I think there's some really nice ways of of using gestalt frames 
in the organizational change journey. And one of the dimensions that we find fascinating is that the, sometimes it's easier to find yourself working in a diagnostic and more concrete data-driven environment and that you look for these external cues and information to help guide and shape. And there's been some really fascinating work done by Harvard Business Review saying, you know, the data is everything. And then 12 months later saying, oops, and we need to make sure that we're taking account the more subtle elements of what the data is revealing to us. And so what, there's this interesting uh, dilemma between are you focusing on just diagnostic or are you incorporating the dialogic as well, which is really the essence of Gestalt. It's the conversations we're having, the awareness and the, you know, the, of the context of the conversation and how we're participating in it and engaging in those conversations and inviting others to join you. Indeed, indeed. Um, so here's the question. Why is this so less, I don't know, known to people? Where's the missing, where's the missing connection? Mm. That's a really good question, Sarika. I, I wonder whether it uh, is very much related to the more traditional perception that anything related to mental illness, managing mental illness, psychological stress, or what is often known as life below zero, has really that, that perception has been separate from organisational life. It's almost like it's been compartmentalised and put in the personal outside of work-life category. Mm. And, and I think it might have taken this global pandemic actually, and significant social change issues like Black Lives Matter and the Me Too movement to really get the attention of government, business leaders and other policymakers to pay attention to the more person-centred, humanistic aspects of the workplace. And what does it take to genuinely recognise the human cost of organisational and systemic change? So Gestalt is actually about taking personal responsibility to influence what we aim to happen, which is a really a substantive shift from ill-being to well-being of people mm -hmm. who are employed to work for organisations or who are customers of organisations, who are uh, perhaps shareholders of organisations in some way are impacted by the world of work, regardless of their role, their his, you know, history, connection to the organisation, gender, ethnicity, social status or context. Indeed. Hmm. Yeah, you already got me thinking on the whole authentic piece, especially since we are talking also about, you know, just since the last year and the whole human now coming to work rather than just, you know, one face of that human where we used to go in person, right? And I guess there's more acceptance, at least I'm hoping that there is. Yeah. 
And, and yeah. I love the fact that it's now okay to have your cat walk across your screen in front of you and your dog to jump <laughs> up on your lap and, you know, the kids to run in behind you and, like, you know, this is life. You know, I'm, I'm, this is my life. Mm. It, it, that's right. I, mean, I think living in a virtual world has been so much humanising mm. what it is to, to work. And rather than seeing our work and home and family lives as being separate, um, there is just this universal recognition of what it is to be in the world of work actually is more about being human than it is about process or, or task or, or anything else. Yeah, I think in retrospect, the only question I would have is, did we need all of that to just come to this conclusion, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but okay. Were you about to say something, Stephen? Well, yes, Sarika, sometimes you just need a jolt to be able to um, change your perspective and your position on what's socially acceptable. And, and I think we've had it and we now appreciate the value of allowing the whole person into the conversation. Indeed, indeed. So here's here's the thing, right? I mean, you've been working with Just Child for quite some time. I'm very curious personally, not just for the podcast, but personally, I'm just curious what your Just Child journeys individually have been. And, you know, what are your learnings, your aha moments? Give us at least a, you know, snapshot of what that journey has been looking like. Sarika, I, I struggled to even know what the word gestalt was um, 15 years ago. And in 2008, as part of our ongoing commitment to professional development, our organisation, Peak Global, uh, as change agents and organisational developmental facilitators and coaches you know, we're always realising that we have to keep developing our own skills, the Stephen Covey sharpen the saw philosophy. And we'd found out about this man who'd come over from the UK to do some work with senior executives in uh, one of Australia's largest banks and big insurance company. And we said to him, can you please come and teach us what you do? Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, I'm going to share with you the principles of Gestalt. And we created a three-day program where we immersed ourselves in the experiential nature of using Gestalt to work with each other. And later on, someone said to me, what was that like? And I went, I'm not sure. There was, it, it, it transformed me in a way that I wasn't quite sure what it meant. And I remember that workshop as if it was yesterday. And that was, you know, 13 years ago now. Wow. And to, to have that sense of, wow, that this has resonated with me in so many different levels. And what I found myself being able to do is that I, I see people differently. I have greater capacity for connection. I have far greater compassion and empathy for everyone, including myself. I, I have much more confident in being able to engage and work with people because I just see them differently. And I'm much, much happier just being myself because I know that I can only be me. I can't pretend to be the person I aspire to be or want to be. I can only just be me and be the best version of me. 
And ever since then, we've been working with Dr. Trevor Bentley. And uh, he came to Australia in 2019. And Karen and I were co-facilitating the final workshop that he did. And we said, we'd love to do one more with you. And then COVID came. And so we've been working on how we can do this in a virtual sense. So from a personal perspective, it's just been life-changing for the better. I, I, I'm so grateful to be, have been exposed to it. And I incorporate it and integrate it into every part of my life. Love the whole journey, Stephen. I can, I can so imagine. I mean, the little that I have spoken to you over the past couple of months, I, I can still feel goosebumps and think about how you might be feeling just thinking of that workshop as of yesterday, right? And your experiential journey through that. So thank you so much for sharing that. For me, a, a key part of the work that I do as, uh, as Director of Coaching at Peak Global is, as you mentioned, Sarika, an executive and team coach of senior leaders. I'm also a supervisor and mentor coach of professionals who facilitate their own clients' capacity to reflect on their leadership and professional practices. And so I have been striving to apply Gestalt principles for I think over 18 years since, uh, since I uh, first met my own supervisor in my own professional development. And, uh, and with her help, I guess I've been looking to bring the multiple lenses of Gestalt in the way that I aim to show up. And, um, and so that really has supported me to help others heighten their awareness of what's happening around them to better respond in the moment. So as I continue on my personal and professional learning journey to become better attuned to what is happening in the moment for myself, for other people, and in the environment that we find ourselves in at any given moment, I'm also, I guess, modeling that to leaders and other professionals and inviting them to explore how they can show up at their best in the various roles that they play at work and in life. And I guess that that's what has, has given me and continues to, uh, to give me the inspiration and the, the energy to uh, look for those opportunities to embody Gestalt. And as uh, Stephen shared, I, I guess I look to do that not just in my professional you know, work context, but of course in the multiple roles that I play in life as a mother of three young men, uh, a daughter, a sister, a friend, an auntie, um, and, um, and a partner. And uh, I'm sure my sons would say that I'm probably not quite as successful in embodying Gestalt <laughs> with them. Uh, and and, um, and that, that's important feedback for me. You know, there's nothing like your own children to hold the mirror up to how you show up in the moment. And, in fact, I find that they can be often the best Gestalt uh, mirrors to me. Uh, yeah, and then that, and that's really, I see life as a learning journey. I'm always saying to the people that I uh, partner with, that I co-create ways forward with, that 
you know, I'm still climbing my mountain too. I always will be. It's just that I am in this privileged uh, position of being just that much arm's length from you that I can hopefully help you to embody your own reflective practice to show up in the best ways that you can. Lovely. Thank you so much, Karen, for sharing that. Uh, I think before I get into more goosebumps, I'm going <laughs> to snap out of this because this is becoming a journey for me already. And uh, I, I do think it will be nice for me also to share with our listeners later for this podcast. When I first, first met Karen and Stephen last year at the Australasian Change Days uh, Conference 2020, and I participated in their session in Just Out. And believe me, people, that was a goosebump journey already with that short amount of time. And I think ever since then, I've just wanted you to be on this show and share that journey with everybody here. So with that, here's the question. I know you are now bringing this brilliantly stitched program and... Of course, I'm going to see how things can match up uh, in terms of my timelines, et cetera, so that I can be a participant in that too and learn from your journeys and experience. But tell us, I know the program is starting on 15th July. It's a fully virtual program. Tell us a little more about it so our listeners can know more about that and see if they want to reach out to you for this brilliantly stitched program. Well, thank you so much, Sarika. And uh... Uh, it's really a, a privilege to reconnect with you in this way. Um, and as you would know that, you know, we really uh, in this post-COVID or COVID normal world, as we are looking at navigating and leading change, we really believe that we, uh, the world, needs more relevant and impactful tools to help us all meaningfully connect uh, in the present moment in both virtual and hybrid work environments. That's what we're doing. And so, as you would know well, in working with teams and groups, facilitating multiple agenda and engaging in coaching conversations, no matter what the context, that in-the-room sensory data becomes really important in shaping our perceptions of how to best manage all of the shifting dynamics that are occurring. So we're really excited that we can uh, offer this, our what is our inaugural uh, fully virtual Gestalt program, which is titled Embodying Gestalt Principles and Practice. It's a, a six-month learning experience and it, it will embody the essential principles of Gestalt to provide that scaffolding for understanding the role of self in how we perceive, make sense of, interact with and support others to engage with those inevitable challenges that we face around complexity, uncertainty, ambiguity uh, that is inherent in organisational change in any context. So, so far, the participant group is made up of an interestingly eclectic mix of organisational change agents, coaches, facilitators, there's a therapist who's part of the mix. And uh, in commencing the 15th of July, we will be meeting 
for seven two-hour sessions that will be held every three weeks on Zoom from 5 to 7 p.m. at uh, Australian Eastern Standard Time. And that's because it seems to suit most of the world's time zones, except North America. And we are hoping to bring this learning experience uh, to them at a more convenient time in 2022. So fundamental to the design of the program is the opportunity to connect with a buddy and participate in smaller group reflection in between those two-hour sessions that, that happen every three weeks. And this is really designed to help each individual participant to apply and embody the Gestalt practices that they're learning to their own context and receive feedback from peers and ourselves as facilitators to continue to enhance that learning journey of awareness, practice, and impact. Really nice. I love the fact that it's all about learning and application, right, in your own context, and that's the best part of learning. Yeah. Yeah. And by having a diverse group, you end up listening to and sharing a variety of stories and experiences and interpretations that continue to develop the way that you perceive and interact and engage with your world. Indeed, indeed. And I think um, to add to that, I would say the virtual piece is giving us that opportunity today to be able to do that and learn from diverse cultures, diverse experiences and bring in more perspectives into your own context, which is brilliant. And then getting feedback, you know, with that application and learning back from the two of you, I think that'll be phenomenal. And also sharing it with this small cohort of people uh, who are anyways coming from different perspectives of or contexts of their own. Yeah. yeah. That's right, Sarika. And getting the feedback from each other as peers. Mm -hmm. You know, yes. we, we know that peer support and peer coaching is one of the most impactful ways that leaders, that, uh, that workers actually develop and grow their learning. Um, and, and the other thing is, that I don't, you know, I've really discovered and have been hearing leaders, you know, worldwide operating in this virtual context continuing to say, look, I'm waiting until I can have that conversation face-to-face -face because I know that's going to be a lot more impactful. And yet, as we know, waiting, we might be waiting a really long time before we can actually connect with people face-to-face. -face. And in, in a lot of people's contexts, that's not just not going to be feasible. We, you know, the world has become so much smaller as we can connect over boundaries. So, you know, learning how to connect really meaningfully in this virtual world is just so critical for us personally in teams and for organisations to really develop. Indeed. Well, yeah, I, I still don't believe that I met you both, you know, just online and I feel like I've known you forever. So it's really oh. nice. The connect is like a heart to heart connect and I can still yeah. feel the session from the two of you. And I must add to this session for our listeners, 
you both are brilliant in creating that safe environment online. And I have experienced that. So it's a brilliantly safe environment for people to connect, share experiences and bring the best out of themselves or even shed a tear or two. If you get emotional, I think there's just no harm in that. It's just being yourself and the journey that you're experiencing. So for our listeners, if you are really keen, this is a brilliant program to be on. I'm definitely going to see how I can participate in it. So I'm going to be there in some way or the other. We'll see how I can manage my timelines, etc. cetera. Uh, but this is just going to be brilliant. So here's a question to the two of you. If people want to reach out to you and know more, or if they reach out to your website, how do they reach out to you? Sarika, the best way to do it is simply to go to our website, which is Peak Global, and that's P-I-Q-U-E, global, all one word, .com.au slash programs, and you'll find all the information there. You will find Karen and my contact details. Please reach out, send us an email, uh, connect with us on LinkedIn, and we're more than happy to have a chat and you know, share more insight and answer any questions you've got. Brilliant. And if for whatever reason you can't find Stephen and Karen, reach out to me. I will just connect you to both of them. So they're easy to find. You're all just human beings. We are not robots. <laughs> <laughs> so so here's, here's one question I think that I just thought of. If you had to have people go away with one takeaway, you know, from learning from Just Out, what would that be? I know it's difficult to probably pinpoint one takeaway, but I'm going to kind of get you to think about that and say, what would that takeaway be? Or maybe it's not even a takeaway. What would you want people to think about when they think just out? Stephen, would you like to go first or would you like me to? You start. Okay. Um, it's a, it's a really interesting question because by virtue of the nature of Gestalt, what each person, I guess, walks away with uh, from this experience is very much a personal experience. And it is, um, I guess, if, uh, if I was to describe my own perhaps uh, experience in terms of impact, I, I feel for me that I've learnt to hold more lightly onto what I wish for being the outcome of any situation. Um, and it's a bit like that quote, um, and I think it was from the that wonderful movie, Hotel um, Marigold. Uh, you know, I don't know if you know that that movie, but it, there's a beautiful quote that says, you know, don't worry, it's all going to work out in the end. And if it hasn't worked out, it just means it's not the end. Yeah. <laughs> the very best Hotel Marigold. That's, That's a great movie. <laughs> so interestingly, I know this quote, but I know it from a, Indian version of the movie, probably. And it's exactly yeah. the same quote. So I was like, oh, I've heard the quote, but it's in my local yeah. language, Hindi here. So yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's well, really it's, nice. it is absolutely an Indian. Um, yeah. It's mm. from a, a, a beautiful Indian uh, character in the, in yeah. the movie, of course. <laughs> ah, okay. 
Yes. <laughs> and and for me, it's about appreciating that um, change happens not because I want it to happen, but because I'm witnessing it and I'm with it. Which is simple, but can be quite deep. Definitely. Wow. So two very interestingly deep and heavy feedbacks that I've just received. And I'm just going to let our listeners digest and go away with that and not add anything more to that. With that, I'd just like to thank both of you, Karen and Stephen, for being on our show, bringing such a diverse perspective to this very, very important topic of Just Child and its connection with the organizational change journeys. So thank you so much for being on the show and thank you for our listeners to listening to us right till the end of our podcast. It's a pleasure, Sarika. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank you.